Welcome to Las Jefas Radio. We are your hosts, Patty Delgado and Lucia Rios, a podcast where we share the highs and lows of being a Latina entrepreneur. So join us while we redefine what it means to be a boss. Las Jefas! Hola, Jefas! Thank you so much for tuning in to another episode of Las Jefas Radio. I'm Patty. I'm Lucia. And let's get into it. Today we have a very special guest. Steph O. You, Stephanie O. You may know her from Me Too. She's in a lot of really cool videos with her mom, with her abuela, with basically everyone on the Me Too talent team. She doesn't only star in a lot of the videos, but she also produces and directs. So she's kind of a big deal. Kind, yeah, and she's pretty phenomenal with like all of, all of the content creation that she's made. And I think it's crazy cool how she's like super hyper focused on being uh, like pr- more more like showcasing more like Latina directors. Like she's really focused in on uplifting that community and bringing awareness to Latina directors. Yes, definitely. I think um, Steph has like a lot of opinions and a lot of advice for Latinas who want to create content and who want to be more involved in like the film world. So I hope you enjoy our podcast, our little interview with her, and let's dive into it. Woo-woo. Welcome back, Jefas. Welcome to another episode of Las Jefas Radio. Um, we are really excited because we have a super cool guest today, and it was a surprise for Patty to bring her, so I'm like excited to... She's a little off guard. Lucia but. played me today. <laughs> but yeah, so Patty is a little under the weather. I sound like I smoke three pack a day. You Thank do you not. guys for bearing with my. <laughs> I personally love that little raspy, like, <laughs> like I smoke a lot kind of voice. I really like it. I think it's really sexy, really it cute. It adds to my brand, like, yeah. edge to my brand. <laughs> it does. But like I said, we have an awesome guest. You want to introduce her? We have such a cool guest. You may know her from Me Too and her awesome Instagram. She is Stephanie. Hey. I so I sound so excited. <laughs> hey, thanks for having me. Like little <laughs> those little buttons. Make it part of my brand. Um, yeah. Thank um, you for being here and surprising me. Thanks for having me. Um, I was just excited. I like to surprise people, so I'm excited. Like, when Lucia told me, I'm like, hell yeah, I want to excite. <laughs> I want to surprise Patty. Do you ever get bad? Like, have you ever surprised somebody and their reaction was just, like, horrible and not what you expected? No. I feel like that's why I hate surprises. <laughs> like, so don't surprise yeah. me. But I'm just, like, now, well, now we're going to surprise her. I feel like I get scared because, like, what if they're mad or what if they're caught off guard? And mm. there's always those really bad stories. I'm like, oh. So I always want to um, throw my friends a surprise party. So I'm like, when is, like, my best friend? So I'm like, when is she going to, like, catch on and, like, be like, oh, it's another surprise party. <laughs> so hopefully not That's soon. That's so cute. <laughs> so I bet you love, like, opening presents and all that because you're just like, yeah i love that and i love giving people presents too so if i give you a present like i want to see your face how you react to it there's nothing worse than like somebody who opens a gift you got them and they're just like oh yeah what the like you better fake it because i just spend money on you have you seen that video of the little boy who's like the sweetest little boy on earth and the mom wraps like an avocado and he's like an avocado. <laughs> Thank you. Like, it's like the best thing he's ever received. I'm like, that's polite right there. You that's raised me. Right. That's me. My boyfriend got me, like, a card. I mean, it was a really thought-out card, but then I started crying, and then it was just got awkward. Because <laughs> there was people around us, and they're like, it's okay, I guess. <laughs> that's so cute. I'm definitely inviting you over for Christmas. Hey. <laughs> like, my kids' reactions would just thrill you. <laughs> True. So we are, like I said, we're super excited to have Stephanie because like her job and her life entails being a content creator and that's one of the things that we really wanted to discuss with each other and the Hefas listening because we all know we live in a digital world now so if you are not, um, like if you do not know what that means or how to start, this is kind of something that we wanted to discuss on the podcast. 
because I had zero clue. Like, the term content was just so foreign to me. So I had zero clue. I just thought, a picture, duh. But there's so much more that goes into it, and you can really elevate and market your business really, really well if you are creating content with intent and, and with the purpose or with thought behind it. So let's do a quick introduction again of like what you do, like why, how did you get into this field, what interests you about mm-hmm. being a content creator, tell us. All right. Well, I'm really awkward. So my first initial intro was like, what am I doing again? (laughs) (laughs) Um, But yeah, so yes, I am Steffo. Um, That's my brand. I created it for myself. I hope you like it. Um, So I am a Latina uh, video producer um, slash director. So I have directed multiple videos you have probably seen on the Me Too slash Fierce um, pages. But you probably don't know that because um, I'm not in them. So, like, if I'm not in them and... Okay. Like, in front of the camera. Yeah, like, if I'm not in front of the camera, like, you don't know if I produced it or directed it or not. But I produced, like, at least 50 videos, I think. Like, a one per week for a year. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) So, sometimes even more. So, I've done that. So, in our video team at Me Too, we usually have a comedy or an identity team, and we kind of just, like, self-separated or identified ourselves that way. So, I was definitely in the the identity team, um, because I love to tell stories of different identities within the Latino community, or Latinx community. Um, So, that's my whole angle, like, within the company. Like, if I'm not telling my own story... Um, I'm telling someone else's story who has a very specific or an identity that hasn't been told um, through video or stories before through the Latinx community. So that was really long. That's really cool. <laughs> that sounds like you would have to do a lot of self-exploration with that too. Like yeah. You would have to look at things and think, think about things in a way that you didn't have to before because maybe you don't identify with you know whatever it is that you're trying to create. Oh, I definitely do not identify, but I love to elevate those voices of those people in those communities. Um, So I think one of my more favorite, I have two favorite videos that I have produced. and uh, Which one? (laughs) um, So one of them is with my friend Ruben, who's Queer Chicano Chisme. Mm -hmm. Um, We're friends from college. And both of us in college never thought that we were going to like be doing this. So it's just like super exciting to see both of us like, being successful and thriving here and stuff um but yeah so i did his and his is a a poem that he wrote actually way back um called sissy brown boy so it's kind of his identity of being a sissy brown boy Mm -hmm. and then my other favorite video that i have produced is the cuco video um for lo que siento with his profile mixed in and it's also talking about machismo in the community so it's kind of like i like to dismantle these like stereotypical things within our community and kind of be like hey this is actually a person who's like not like that and stuff Mm -hmm. like that and look at them you know so that is so interesting because i feel like i try to do that with my instagram as well like constantly kind of redefine what latinidad means to people and i feel like that really works to my advantage when you start creating these really authentic representations of people because um like our community isn't like a one-size-fits-all type of community so i feel like the more inclusive you are in your content and like your videos and in your products i feel like the better response you get and the more people can can feel like they relate and then bond with your Mm -hmm. brand and who you are because now they feel like oh there's a place for me in her world you know what i mean so I feel like you two are you two do an awesome job of, of doing that and creating representation for different you know lives and walks of life. So I don't know, you guys inspire me. Thank you. Do you ever feel stuff like? Do you ever get backlash? Oh, all the comments are horrible. And really? Me too. Me, read me two comments if you do an identity <laughs> video. Well, but that's what you guys are working on breaking down. And I think like when you were talking, I was thinking, well, the reason why there's these stereotypes is because no one in like major publications or media has taken the time to really look and delve into the Latin community. So they're just like saying, oh, they're either like the super sexy macho man or like they're super sexy, you know, busty woman or like they're the they're, you know, hot fire, like you know, woman with an attitude or like she's, you know, the 
chubby like grandma like short brown grandma so i feel like because there hasn't been that already like people who are like well that's not me like there's so much they're so desperate for it so it's like yeah we're we're covering as much as we can like i, I know what you're talking about mm-hmm. i've seen it and they're like well that's not me that's not me yeah but we're trying to create that for you it's usually like uh machista men latino men in the community that uh we've somehow like i get it like they like some of our content but when we make some content that's something that they don't like they like bash on it real hard so it's not even outside people it's like within our community and that's exactly like what i'm trying to like like get rid of or like help like show these identities that are not these people who we see all the time or who i hate that it's like if you're not like me then it's wrong and it's like no if you're not like me then you're you like it's it's okay you know um i i did a video actually um five latino stereotypes in hollywood too i don't know if you saw that one yeah yeah so that's exactly what you're saying i did it into a video form but um so things like that where i'm like i'm trying to break these stereotypes and show that there's different identities within our community that's period like that's what i'm trying to do (laughs) that is so so cool i feel like also i know we've talked about this before but like what's the name of that production company that you really like um they're macro they're called macro i love them they do like the insecure series right or no, what do they do they've done um so macro has done uh mudbound which is on netflix which is getting oscar nominations mm-hmm. and stuff uh they did fences with denzel washington uh they're the ones who produce hentify too um so i i like love them and they're all about you know showing uh represent they're all about um, showing representation um, of people of color in Hollywood. So and it's black owned. It's black owned. It's a awesome. black man. Like Charles King is a CEO, and then he everyone in there is like women or like black or brown. Um, but even that, like even if they're not black or brown and they're white, they're like all for representing POC in Hollywood. So I really love that. Um, and you used to work there. I interned there, yes. So I interned there literally their first year. So they announced like that they were becoming a company in January. And then I did a UCLA like uh, Summer Institute creative producing course during this, that summer. And it was, required, we, it was required for you to have an internship. So I was like looking through all these internships. Like one of the pro- professors was helping us and he's like actually i know this girl who works at this new company that i think you would like and it was macro and literally like i interviewed with her and i was like i believe everything you believe like i want this to be you know the new hollywood and everything um so i got the internship and they're really new so they're in like their new their old office where it's like really tiny and it's like maybe like the size of like this studio like it was really it was really small and now they have expanded they have so many internships for people like they get like 15 interns sometimes like per quarter so it's like a lot yeah um but yeah they're like if you just hear charles king talk like you can see that he's really passionate about like showing representation in hollywood i think you have to be extremely passionate to combat something that's just been the standard for ever mm-hmm. right so like creating something that's kind of kind of shake the general audience a little bit you have to have passion to really stand behind it what what made you so passionate about this like you you know i'm listening to you you're talking about like you kind of got introduced to like or you were studying this in college were you always passionate about being a creator or always passionate about you know helping find representation for the latinx community brown community black community what what kind of sparked that for you so i I think I don't, I have that story where I really wanted to be assimilated when I was growing up. So mm-hmm. I didn't want to be proud of my brown skin and I right. didn't want to be proud of being a Latina and that my parents migrated here and all that stuff. Uh, so I've had that struggle of like not being happy with who I am for a while, like when I was growing up. Um, and, but I did want it to be, I did want to be an actress, but I think I did. I never thought I can be a director or producer for film. I thought like you needed to be an actress. So I didn't understand how the mm-hmm. industry worked. And then when I got to college, I took this Chicano studies class, um, which I'm forever grateful for because after I took that class, I was like, 
there's like a switch in my head i'm like damn so all these people were doing this like it wasn't a lot of people doing it but still like they were giving us that voice and i'm like i can do that too so then that summer is when i took that creative producing class um so it was after that where i just was really passionate about showing more representation in front and behind the screen do you feel like that helped with your like self-love journey too like finding you know studying more and, and becoming more of like an advocate for creating that front-facing representation for your community do you think that helped you with finding self-love yeah definitely um i like i said i wasn't proud of my skin color and all that stuff and then realizing that like i don't even know how to put this because for me, I like totally, I'm like 100% where you were. I hated being dark-skinned. I hated it. I hated having thick hair. I have crazy eyebrows. I hated having thick hair. I hated having dark skin. I hated when I would get like acne. I would get super hyperpigmented. Like it was awful. I, I hated my skin. How do you hate something you cannot change? That is like, and for me, when it started to kind of change, my mindset was probably not until a couple years after I met my son, but like, really and truly when I had my daughter because I was like this is crazy how much like my family would want my daughter to be light-skinned like mm, her dad oh god yeah her dad you know her dad is light complected and you know everyone was like I hope she comes out light like I'm like what the fuck why that's always a why thing. and it bothered me I'm like you know what I hope she is dark I hope she is so incredibly dark that I can teach her to love herself more than anything exactly because that's like you can change your nose with surgery you can change like contact lens like whatever mm-hmm. but like what how are you supposed to change your skin mm-hmm. it's it's like that's crazy yeah. so like you know it's just interesting to because you're younger than I yeah. am and I just I wish that I had that like click changed like many many years ago but now i'm like i love being tanned i love being just what i'm yeah. born and i feel like yeah um, and i feel like seeing more because because in high school i didn't see anybody that looked like me so i would idolize like either you know the black celebrities because they were the darker ones because the latinas were really light complected latinas mm-hmm. and so it's like you know i feel like you creating more of a visual space for people that look like us it, it's gonna help the little girls be like i'm cute because exactly. you know she's cute and like i yeah. feel like I identify with that so to be honest i think in college is when i started appreciating my culture and just like my skin tone and everything because that's where i found my that's where i found my wokeness quote-unquote uh-huh. air quotes you know um i think like the friends i surrounded myself with my second half of college and even my first half of college just like college in general kind of made me see the beauty in our culture and kind of just within ourselves like the beauty we create and how beautiful the latino community is like i never appreciated it before until like i got to college and in even in high school i was like starting to but it was never like like i'm gonna be this brown latina director who's gonna win or not like i was not thinking that way i was just thinking oh i want to make film and I didn't really think of the stories I wanted to tell in high school. But then when I got to college, I'm like, damn, I want to tell our stories and tell them right, you know? Yeah. So, yeah. I feel like, I think this goes back to, like, how we really can't wait on, like, these big production companies or, like, these big wide-owned corporate structures to, like, give us opportunities. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, we really have to create our own representation if we want it to be awesome and if we don't want to be, like, the Speedy Gonzalez you know like caricature like i just saw black panther this weekend and oh my god have you guys seen it i did see it i've never i've never seen anything like that in my entire life and even though i may not be black like i can totally understand like why that movie is so revolutionary for people of the black community the appreciation for like their culture within a marvel movie like it's a marvel movie like all their like it's a like a it's still a big corporation and all that stuff but literally like seeing like black people treated as royalty which they do have in africa and all that but it's just like seeing just that representation is what i want for the latino community too like even though it was like this like imaginary like land and all this stuff it was just showing like black excellence black beauty like throughout the whole movie like costumes music actors everything and my favorite were like 
the black women in mm-hmm. the movie. Like, they literally, like, without them, T'Challa, whatever, <laughs> I think, yeah, without, without them, T'Challa would not be where he's at. Like, his sister was creating his technology. His... Lupita, Lupita's character was like the love interest, but she was doing her own stuff. Like she's like, I don't need no man. Like I'm gonna go help my community. Like I'm good. Um, and then like the like you know the the warriors protecting him and everything. Like without them, like all of them, he would not be where he was at. So I appreciate it. I feel like I'm gonna probably take my son to go see it. Oh, you have to. Just seeing little like black boys and girls like appreciating this movie and just like being like oh look mom i can be him like yeah that's enough for me like that's exactly what we need and like that's like i always i always say like right now i have a lot of um like black women uh role models in film which is like ava duvernay and like um isa ray and all these people but it's like one day like we're gonna have the same of them like right now black hollywood is like at its like best right now i think um, and you know, like Latinos are kind of way behind them, but it took them a while to get there too. So it's, it's like this whole process, like it's never perfect ever. So it's like, we just have to, yeah. I feel I, like I Latinos have, or like Latino media has such a hard time of letting go of like these like white beauty standards. Yeah. Like yes. Univision, Telemundo, like all that trash, like is so run by like such old ass like white men like white latino men you know what i mean uh like and until like those fools die like i really don't see how like we're gonna get more dark indigenous looking latinas in front of the camera that are not stereotypes yeah like it's embarrassing (laughs) yeah oh my god when you watch like spanish television it is embarrassing yeah well like um me and jasmine um oh have been talking about how it's like they're like the black community is so unified and the latino community is not and i don't know maybe because we have more like country i don't even know why right but it's just like when you support each other like you're gonna grow if you're just like tearing each other apart all the time and this is where i go back to the comments like if you're gonna tear um up like someone who's trying to just identify as themselves because they don't identify like you but they're still in the same community or culture or um, ethnicity, like, then we're never gonna, we're never gonna elevate each other, so, um, 100%, yeah, yeah, I don't know, I don't get it, like, I don't understand this resistance, it'll happen, I feel like by the time our children are our age, we're gonna be, like, so, we're, like, the woken generation, like, I remember my grandmother telling me something, and I was, like, what, more of like protect yourself against other like women because they're I feel like we're brainwashed Mm -hmm. and it's because maybe that was their life or that's what they had to deal with or their parents had to deal with with like you know dog eat dog like doesn't matter kind of a thing but our generation is different our Mm -hmm. generation is like no it's not really like that it's not how you know even if it is we still should support each other because eventually those bad apples or whatever you want to call them are gonna are gonna disappear Mm -hmm. And, like, I feel like I'm really excited for, like, my kids. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like, I am so excited because I, I, I discuss certain things with my, my mom. And she's young. She's she's still like, uh, no, I don't get it. And I'm like, oh, mom, but it's like, do you not realize, like, your mother was so resistant to your changes and, like, you're resistant to our changes? It's like, that's just the yeah. cycle that it is. So, eventually, you're right. Eventually, once the old mindset dies out, you know this new like change is gonna happen we're gonna just see it like huh? yeah even if i'm not like the person who wins the latina who wins an oscar how i'm like my dream is to be um i still want to be a trailblazer for people who want to be in the industry and be latinos and be representing the community right so like even if i can't do it like hopefully my kids can do it or Lucia's kids can do it or you know people in the next generation can do it but I just want to be able to start that like engine I don't even know how to metaphorically say it but you know I just want to be able to start spark it yeah spark the engine and they take off you know yeah so yeah and I feel like I mean to some extent I would even say like these like big global companies are even are trying so hard to appeal to Latinos like they're trying so hard to look woke to get like the Latino dollar because I don't know why, but we we love to spend money like even that we don't have. <laughs> but I feel like 
I feel like like something's happening. You know what I mean? Like the bot, like the pot is like being stirred yeah. for something bigger. Does that not excite you though? I'm so excited, girl. It thrills me beyond belief. <laughs> okay, like. I feel like by the time this comes out, this will be done. But, like, I'm working on this collaboration with a really big company that I don't... I'm not supposed to say who it is. But it blows my mind. Like, I'm on my Instagram, like, fuck Trump, fuck this, fuck that, like, every single day. But these people (laughs) still want to work with me. You know what I mean? And it just goes to show that, like, Latinos hold so much power. And I think it's, like, we need to realize that. Because these money-making companies, they know that. Yeah. But also don't change yourself to appeal to the greater audience. Mm Because I feel like once we do that is when we lose that touch. So, like, your brand is to do that. And if companies are still going to you to, like, do these collabs or whatever, like, they appreciate and value your brand. Like, you don't need to change yourself to work with certain companies. Like, I'm always gonna believe that so yeah yes <laughs> well said that is something that like i i really that's like one of the biggest takeaways that i want our listeners to hear is like just be authentically you and who you are like i just had this conversation with someone because i was like look i'm gonna go to a conference where there's gonna be hella influencers and you know what like if there's somebody who's really fake that's cool whatever like i just don't believe in that i feel like if you're gonna be a b then be a bee. Like, if, yeah. that's, if that's, then that's who you be are. Be Mariah. Because, exactly. Consistency. There's, like, there's an entire audience that's going to be, like, hating the world with you if that's the type of person that you are. If you're going to be, like, a spiritual person, then there's going to be a, t- a whole audience that's going to want to ride that with you, too. Like, you don't have to pretend to be what you think people are going to, like, you know what I mean? Like, I just don't think that we're, like, I think because we came from generations that were, their whole goal in life was to assimilate to the American dream, the American vision. So maybe we weren't really trained to be like, as you are, you are more than enough. Right? Because it was like, no, you need to be this way. And I feel like when it comes to people trying to start businesses or start their own, like, you know, whatever it is that endeavors, they're trying to be something that's out there. And already because they don't, they maybe they're not tuned into themselves enough. And it's like literally everything that you need to succeed is in you already. Exactly, yeah. You just gotta like pull that shit yeah. out. Society like does that to us too, though. I think that's like for me, like my community and like what I grew up with, yeah. like made me think that like being a Latino was not good. Almost or like being it a was, Latina. Yeah, yeah, like almost like it was something to like a hurdle that you were gonna have to like somehow Mm -hmm. get over and it's like no it's not a hurdle that's actually what's gonna make me a success yes (laughs) elevate yourself yes yeah i love this i love this this is a good chat and i mean like it's like one it's not like you're not good enough or you don't feel good enough because you're latina and then two it's like also being a woman and in the like in a creative industry is like ugh, like another intersection that like makes us feel like we're need to be like a little bit quieter a little bit like more submissive like i think um the number of latinas the percentage of latinas in like the industry as directors is like probably under the double digits like i haven't looked at the statistics or anything but it's like we don't really exist in the industry um even just women in general so it's like how are we going to change that? And it's like people like me and people like who are like me are going to start doing that. Um, but yeah. So talking about like parents assimilating and being like the normal American image, you had mentioned earlier that your parents were not like that. No, my parents were so about like their culture and stuff. And I was so re- so I just noticed that I'm like really rebellious like in general like if like since I was like younger like I if someone was telling me to do something I would do the opposite so I feel like if my parents were like listen to this banda and stuff like that or be like no I want to listen to all time low and like all this so um now I'm starting to like learn to not be that way so like when my parents are like telling that to my brothers i'm like yeah listen to them like you know your kids are probably not gonna even listen to this band or this banda anymore because you're gonna be assimilated and blah 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 blah. so it's like this whole like little like trickling (laughs) down effect um but i think the only thing my dad got from that was that like you need white people approval for things so just Mm -hmm. so like he can seem you know more 
like he knows what he's doing kind of stuff Mm -hmm. but that's just more for him because he does construction and he's freelance so it's like he needs to seem like he has his shit together (laughs) you know um so that's what he taught me um but i really yeah they were forever about their culture and i was like no and i'm like did you absolutely hate having mexican food for dinner because i hated it I would hate it, but why can't you make normal things like, like spaghetti? And spaghetti, <laughs> like white people stuff. White people stuff. <laughs> I want mac and cheese. Get mac and cheese. Yeah. No, my mom would make the la caja. Sm- <laughs> she would never get us mac and cheese because it was just no. She just never gave that to us. Oh, my mom tried really hard. Oh, I still hate it. Igado. Girl, no, disgusting. I hate liver, it. Liver and onions. I don't liver think and so. onions and intestines. What's other tripas? Oh my no, gosh, no, no, she would no, no. cook it the whole house with Simone. I'm like, Please. but um, I don't. I wouldn't hate the food. I just think I would hate the music, the I way, like everything, you know. And I'm like, I I hate myself that I hated that now. Mm-hmm. But back then, I was like all about like, uh, what is it called? Not subculture, but like pop culture. Pop culture, like the popular culture, yeah. aka white culture. Yeah. Aka, what is that even? You know. But anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I hated the, I hated everything. I was so anti, I was, I think I was kind of rebellious too. Like, my stepdad would be like blasting bandas, rancheras, and like, oh, what is this stupid music? Yeah. I hated it. I hated cooking, the, I hated my mom cooking the food. And now, I'm like, what, pendeja, what's wrong right? with you? Like, this stuff is bomb. Like, what are you talking about? So, I totally feel you on that. And I'm t- really trying to not force my children because I don't want them yeah. to be like me and be rebellious against what I'm trying to show them. But I really hope that... Yeah, me too. I'm like, I want it all. I want my kids, like, if I have kids or when I do have kids, to actually be happy about their culture, their Latino yeah. culture. Especially because they're going to be second gen. So, like, I have second gen friends who, like, hate that their parents were, like, trying not to have them be a certain way. And I'm like, oh, I don't want them to, like not know spanish or think that like not knowing spanish is bad you know like i yep. just want them to be okay with themselves so. yep yep that's in the future that is so funny we yeah i think we all went through a little oh like, the scene the scene face oh. it's embarrassing like i remember when i turned quince i'm like i'm not gonna have a quince i'm gonna have a sweet 15 oh and God. we're gonna listen to blink 182 all night <laughs> um and you. i think about it now and i'm like oh my god my parents must have been like explaining to my tias like i'm sorry like she's difficult <laughs> she's 15 like what can we do what did you wear like because it was like scene emo phase right let me tell you what i wore so my tia made my dress and it was like hot pink satin with like oh black God. bows yes um, hot pink and black was the color combo. your hair was my hair oh my was God. hot pink and black at one point <laughs> i had to beg my mom like i'm gonna wear converse like please let me wear my converse and she was like no you're not gonna embarrass our family name like that <laughs> and play blink 182 <laughs> like, at the they wouldn't give me the converse but they'd give me my other red inches so it worked out <laughs> oh my god so my mom um so my friends had quinceañeras too they played Coldplay and like aerosmith for the bals it wasn't even the latin like it wasn't even spanish so, so just imagine that oh, what that is so cute though but it's because we were like those like oh i'm like alt rock you know mom so like i'm gonna like do my my bottles to like what was that song yellow by coldplay oh my god well that works it was really slow and sad but <laughs> and aerosmith like now that i think of the song i'm just like oh, I, oh yeah anyways oh but me god. and my mom had a fight we would fight all the time because i would want to paint my nails black mm-hmm. and yeah. she was against it she's like that's the devil stuff yeah. like all these things and we literally almost got into a physical fight like i was wow. that that child and i was just like i'm gonna do whatever i want like me and my mom like, you see us in videos now, and we, like, are so lovey-dovey, and we love each other, and, like, our friendship is really strong right now, but when I was a teenager, she was my enemy. Yeah. Like, we would fight. Like, not physically, but, like, we would, like, yell across the room. I would slam the door and be like, you don't get me, mama. I don't know. I I, I hated my younger self, now that I look yes. back at it. Yes. <laughs> like, like, I, so difficult. I want to slap my teenage self so hard, and yeah. just be like, what is your effing problem? But I remember... 
like I wanted to wear black. I could never wear just all black. Mm-hmm. Never. Mm-hmm. My mom would be like, "No, you're not going to a funeral. This is not what you're wearing." <laughs> and I remember I was so desperate for those damn skinny jeans that the punk kids what would be wearing. <laughs> Wait, go back. I was so desperate. I was so desperate to wear those skinny jeans because I thought they were so cool, but they weren't really. They like the stores didn't have them yet. So all hot the topic. Kids, hot topic had it, but of course, like we were too broke to like be working to be buying hot topic jeans and like all the kids at school they would sew them up but they'd be all these different colored threads you know like they weren't even like nice but that was the look right yeah, that's yeah. like cool and oh my god and then hot topic now plays like other music but back then they just played like really hard metal hard like Screamo. hard yes so my mom was like i'm not going in there but with my younger brother who's like <laughs> seven years younger than me like she would go in she's like oh it's not that bad i'm like She's like, it's because the music's different. And I'm like, mom. <laughs> but everyone had piercings back then, like really Major. colorful hair, huge Major. hair. Or those big pants with the chains. Yes. Oh, my God. <laughs> so she was like, I'm not going in there. Yeah, that is so funny. <laughs> and I felt so cool just walking, like not buying anything, but just walking into Hot Topic. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm just going to look around at the band tees. Okay, so that was like pop culture back in the day, yeah. right? But like... That's kind of, I'm trying to tie it all back, but that's kind of like why it's so important for people who are creators, you know, who are creating content to kind of like define pop culture and define it by being like culturally inclusive of every culture. We're just talking about Black Panther. So like if things like that are more mainstream, things that represent our community more mainstream, maybe our, like the next generation won't feel like they have to hate their own gen- their own like com- culture because yeah. it's like well that's cool because look it's in a movie or that's cool because look at here you know but I mean? also like y'all are doing it too with your brands so you're doing Latino cotton candy and you're fucking hija de tu madre with your Guadalupe and sequence jeans you know like y'all are doing that too so it's like we need that in every way not just in like media we need that everywhere and yeah. like espacio like having all this this merch that they're selling that's like making you proud of like you're representing your culture in your clothes and stuff like that. Like, that's what we need. So it's like, it's in everything. So then our kids are going to be like, oh, yeah, like, I love Selena, too, even though she's been dead for 50 years. You yeah. Know? Yeah. Aww. And my son, he's so cute. He gets confused between Frida and Selena. Oh, okay. <laughs> so, like, okay. Stevie, yeah, yeah. Stevie has a little Frida jacket that Patty gave her. And he's like, look, it's Selena. I'm like, no, that's Frida. And then she has like a little Selena jump like onesie thing, and he's like, "Look, that's Frida." I'm like, "No, that's Selena." Like he's like, "Oh yeah," and I'm like, "Don't worry, you'll get it. You'll get it one day." <laughs> I love but kids. he knows yeah. someone. Who it's they a start, are. yeah. yeah. <laughs> and what's even know. funnier, I mean, like now that like our stuff is being more like widely accepted, like white people, they're trying to cash in on this, like. All the Frida Kahlo, like all the Selena stuff. Like Selena has a like Target. they sell her vinyl at Urban Outfitters. Like And her shirts at Target. Or Kylie Jenner wearing her shirt. Exactly. It's like now all these white folks are so desperate for like POC culture because let's be real. Well, they've it's always been, like been desperate. Forever. Yeah, they've always but like now they're starting to catch on to Latino culture like And then oh, also cool. I think our, our Latino community yeah. and black community are being more bold. Like they're more brave and they're more confident to be like, "Hey, uh, excuse me, you're stepping in on our like, can you at least give us like I don't mind it. I feel like every time I go to an event where it's a non-Latino event, I don't care if they ask me to bring it or not. I still bring my Latino flavors cuz it like it's it's intriguing and people are curious so like i use that as an opportunity to like showcase it right Mm -hmm. so like i think the whole point is like okay fine you can be about our culture but like kind of give back the credit exactly yeah Yeah. that's That's, very important yeah so i think um, well i think like um coco right if we want to talk about like white people making latino stuff mm -hmm. um i like I'm on the fence about that. Like, I know a lot of people in our community are like, oh, it's, they still, you know, but, um, they still, like, hired, like, a director who's Latino just, you know, to help and all that. They still did the research and all that. And then all of us went to the movies to go see it and we felt really, like, I felt really, like, like, how to explain it? Like, I was really happy to see my culture represented on screen mm-hmm. and the right way, even if it wasn't by our people. It's hard. I'm I'm really like on the fence about that. Um, yeah. 
Because, like, it's still, like, we have, like, the abuelita, we have all that stuff, and, like, well, the whole story, you know? Weren't most, if not all, of the voice actors Latinos? Yeah. So, yeah. So, it's, like, it's, it, for me, it's hard because, like, in the industry, you know that, like, the main director was not, like, a Latino. He hired a, a, an assistant director to be a Latino, and they hired all these culture consultants and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. So, it's, like, they tried, but then, like, in the future, we need to be, like, in all parts of it, you know, from beginning to end. Um, but I really love that movie. I love... It made me cry. Every time. <laughs> Every time. I, have, you ever seen, have you seen it yet? Yeah, I saw it. <clears throat> Did you like it? I think I feel like the way Stephanie feels, it's like, yeah, like, this is great. Like, this is an awesome, really authentic um, production, but... Like, this is just one movie, you know? And, like, at the end of the day, like, Disney is still, like, a very big corporation. Exactly. Like, so, like, yeah, you But can that's make... Marvel, too. <clears throat> like, Marvel's right. under Disney, a.k.a., like, Black Panther. So it's, like, it's still, like, ugh, it's hard. Yeah, like, I feel like, yeah, these, these forms of representation are really awesome. And, like, it's really great to see yourself on screen, right? But, like, I think we still need to make our own representations because mm-hmm. at the end of the day, like, a white man is still, like, making money off of you. Exactly. Um, as like awesome as that movie may be yeah so that's where like content creators like me come in because we're making our own stories so it's like we're the ones who like i have the power to be able to shoot edit and direct my own shoot edit um direct and produce my own content and i'm just myself like i'm a latina let's make sure we emphasize that for our listeners you are able to edit direct and create your own story yeah Whatever you're trying to put out there, you can put the thought behind creating the imagery, the video, the short, editing it to make sure that it reflects your intended message. Exactly. And and you can produce it, you know, all on your own because ultimately whatever you have in your mind, whatever idea, whatever story, whatever movement you want to, like whatever pe- you want people to feel react Mm -hmm. that's all from your own mind exactly you have to be responsible for whatever you're putting out so like for me like even if i'm not good at shooting something like i have people who are latinos who know how to do it and i've built that community and i'm so happy that me too has opened that for me because now i have all these like content creator friends Mm -hmm. and people who can work cameras people who who have this equipment and all that stuff and they're all willing to help each other even if like we can't be like oh yeah we'll pay you blah blah blah. like they're still like we're still helping each other out so i think that's really good like i'll give you what i have and you give me what i have and we'll create Mm -hmm. content for each other i feel like you have a lot of experience you know you're i i I see you and patty as really really young like you guys are really young you guys have been i admire your like (laughs) like go for it hustle yeah Yeah. like you guys have that Like, without any, I don't know, even if it's not really truly, like, you don't have resistance, like, you just seem like you just go for it. You don't even really question yourself. You just kind of go with whatever your instinct is telling you, which is super admirable. I have so much self-doubt, even when I'm directing, that I, I do. I really do. Like, it's really hard for me to step away from that, and I have to self-reflect a lot and be like, actually, trust yourself, believe in yourself, you know what you want. And just in life in general, I'm like very like, uh, like I don't know if I should yeah. do this or not. Um, so I'm I'm starting to learn that. But that's also um, Linda Chavez. You know who she is? Uh, she's uh, one of the I think that's her name, Linda Yvette Chavez. Um, she's one of the writers for Hentified, or she's a writer for Hentified. And she did a post where um, she was talking about how she did a short film back in the day and how she was a Latina director. She was a, the the director for that short film, and then like some guy told her something about like her not being a good director or something like that and she ended up stop she stopped doing she stopped directing because of that so she just became a writer mm-hmm. and like now she's like self like she's coming back to that and being like you know what i feel like i can do this too like i don't need your approval to do it so i think i go through that a lot too as a director like being a latina and being a director is like not not a thing mm-hmm. so it's like i know that in my head so like i have a lot of self-doubt about my visions and all that and i ask a lot of questions instead of just being like actually yes i do want it that way so i'm starting to learn like how to do that on my own and it's really hard but you gotta do it you know yeah yeah um that's exciting like 
I don't know. I think, like, that journey of, like, kind of, like, finding yourself in your craft mm-hmm. is definitely a journey. But I feel like you'll definitely get to a place where, like, fuck all of that. Like, it's hard enough to, like, be creative. But then, like, when you have to, like, work with other people, I feel like that really kind of gets to you. Who but, think they know more than you. Mm, but they don't, right? Exactly. I like, just, this is my vision, not your vision. How yeah. do you know what I want, you know? And I keep getting told, because I have a lot of doubts all the time, um, and I'm trying to change that just overall in my life, in every aspect, being more sure of your instinct and all that stuff, but literally no one knows what the hell they're doing. Like, 99% of the people that you encounter don't know what they're doing. (laughs) And I have to remember that, because it's like, if I don't know what I'm doing, and this person I idolize or I look up to, she or he doesn't know what they're doing either. And it's like... I think it has to do with privilege too or like that's my opinion because <clears throat> if this white man is telling her like you don't know how to do it i know how to do it it's like he's seen like millions of white men directing so it's like he hasn't seen a latina so it's like oh girl you don't know what you're doing let me let me like i don't know i don't even know how it went down but it, like for me it's like if someone's gonna tell me what to do it's like they have that confidence and they were giving that confidence from early on that they can do it. Like, especially if it's like a white man, because like there's so many of them as directors, but there's not enough of me. So obviously I'm going to feel like there's less support or yeah, feel that confidence less for sure. Yeah. So what so what piece of advice or what tip could you give somebody who's just starting out and creating any type of content like anything because again we're kind of we're speaking to people who are in the business world and maybe creating something and business can be anything it doesn't have to be like a physical item it could be like a blogger a vlogger Mm -hmm. uh you know anything um what kind of like what's the first advice like you know we've heard like listen to your instincts listen to Mm -hmm. your gut create with intent Mm -hmm. is there anything that you could say damn i wish someone would have told me this and i would have listened to it um, so I went to the Mujeres Can't Do Anything. Uh, I went to the Viva La Bonita Mujeres Can't Do Anything panel. And um, they had Lizbeth, I think is her name, uh, be the guest. And basically, like, she was just talking about how she was just doing it. I'm like, so you literally just have to do it. Like, whatever you, your passion is, like, just do it. It doesn't matter if it's, like, a side hustle or you have to work really hard to do it. But, like, if it's your passion, then, like, go for it, you know? Mm-hmm. So it's kind of hard because I feel like I kind of had it easy in a way. And I it sucks because, like, I don't want to feel that way. But I did mm-hmm. um, because I had... And this industry is, like, not what you know, but who you know. Mm-hmm. So, like, I'm a Latina who literally has no connections. Like, I do not know anything, right, when I'm start- when I'm doing that. UCLA Summer Institute, I get this internship, and I bond with a lot of the employees there, a lot of the people who are in charge. Um, I stay in touch with them. So I guess, like, my thing is, like, to make connections, right? I think that's my advice. Um, I stay in touch with them, and then um, I'm going to graduate college, and I hit them up, and I'm like, hey, like, um, I'm looking for, you know, like, I think they offered it before, like, hey, if you ever need help looking for a job, like, I, we got you, just let us know. So they offered that up. I contact them when I'm graduating, and um, I get a reply, and they're like, where do you want to apply? And I'm like, well, I really like Me Too, um, or BuzzFeed. I really wanted to work at BuzzFeed for a while. Uh, but then Me Too is very, like, Latino-specific, so I was like, yes, I want to work there. Um, so he literally helped me with my resume and my cover letter, and... I made a video for them telling them why I want to intern there. So it was like, it was also perfect timing because they were looking for interns at that time. Um, so yeah, so like, I think my advice would be like, it's hard. Like, make those connections, but you need those I connections. I think those are right? good pieces of advice. <sighs> make those connections and nurture those exactly. connections. Yeah. So, like, meet somebody, like, continue to nurture that relationship. I, and and so that way they know like if there's an opportunity that comes up for you they can think of you first or you you know reach out and feel comfortable and confident enough in yourself and your connection to be like hey like I can actually reach out to this person that is something that we're going to talk about in another episode is mm. building connections yeah. um but I think there's definitely a right way and a wrong way to go about it but nurturing is probably one of the biggest oh things. yeah and I think even like 
for example, like, I feel like we're really lucky because we live in LA and there's, like, so many, mm-hmm. like, creative folks mm-hmm. here. But I feel like even if you don't really know how to do, like, on your own, I feel like figuring out, like, a way to, like, grow with someone else. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, um, if your friend is an artist or a photographer, like, how can you guys work on something together exactly, so, like, yeah. you guys both benefit it doesn't um, have to be someone with power. Like, you yeah. know, that mm-hmm. connection could be someone as your equal. Like, it can be someone who can just, like, I feel like a lot of people start out as artists. And if you're just supporting each other, like, they're going to bring you up with them, right. you know? So it kind of goes back to that where we talked about before. Where it's like we need to have each other's backs and stuff like that. Totally. Um, but, yeah, definitely for me it was connections and yeah that's it <laughs> and I feel like let's read let's just kind of reiterate connections doesn't necessarily mean like oh I know this celebrity and that celebrity no. and that CEO no. or whatever that doesn't mean what I think we're conditioned for it to mean mm-hmm. like connects it just means when you meet somebody who has the same passion or excitement as you do about whatever it is and believes doing, in you and believes yeah. in you go with that because yeah. you're gonna run across like for every one person that believes in you and and is willing to kind of like take you on and nurture you Mm -hmm. there's gonna be 30 other people that are gonna be hating on you and not like wanting you to succeed yeah i'm not saying that like in a community way but i'm just saying that's just kind of how it is but there are also so many people that are rooting for you so like go with those people yeah go with those people don't go with the people who maybe shut you down and, and think little of you come at them once you're like okay you thought I'm about you thought mm-hmm. I was nothing and now look at me I'm coming yeah. back and like now you need me kind of yeah. you know a situation but that's going off another they, topic uh, they definitely <laughs> the thing is like that guy like the guy at macro definitely believed in me and like I felt it it wasn't just like a fake kind of feeling it was like a real feeling and he helped me get this job by just believing in me right I had no content to prove that I, I can do this job you know and then the the person who hired me you know it was like the same story like I didn't have content to prove I only did a video like hey I want to work here that I'm never going to show anybody um, not even my co no one no one's going to see that video so then and then I got the, the fellowship and then like my bosses believing in me because I didn't even make videos before so teaching me how to make videos editing and all that stuff so it's like now like you know, whenever I'm done with this part of my life, like this journey, I have content to prove behind me. But like, what if I didn't? Like, it would just be again with like believing in me and all that stuff. But now I have that proof of like, oh, wow, she can actually do it. But if someone didn't believe in me in the beginning, then I wouldn't be here right now. Right. Yeah. So Stephanie, I think we want, so you've done a lot of cool stuff at Me Too. So what's next for you? So as y'all may know by now, um, I'm not like full time at Me Too anymore. So I don't work at Me Too. I work with Me Too now um, as a director slash producer. So yeah, so for me, I think my focus is going to be just um, creating content still about showing that presentation of Latinos out there um, within the series or videos, whatever I do with Me Too and other companies, like I want to still continue doing that and kind of just grow that way and teach myself more. Cause I feel like I'm just starting. Like I have a lot to learn. Like I am not like sitting here being an expert of like Hollywood and industry. Like I know nothing for me. Um, so I want to continue doing that, but on the side, I want to start a YouTube channel where you still visibly see me because when you when i do the stuff on the other end where it's just me directing and producing i'm not going to be on screen as much um but i still want y'all to know that i'm around and i'm doing it and stuff like that um for myself but also for other latinas who do want to pursue this career like i still want to be around and being like yeah i'm still doing it and you can too and here's how and why and tips and stuff like that and just like collaborating with fellow latinas in the community and just having conversations about that um so i still want to be around on video but just not it's not going to be in me too anymore it's going to be on my own stuff your own thing yeah it's so exciting i may have have, i may have launched it by now i don't know (laughs) (laughs) let's hope so so for now i don't know if you've already set it up but where can listeners find you see you hear you I think my best thing right now is Instagram. Yeah. <laughs> so I think if you find me on Instagram, um, which is, let me figure it out. 
Okay. So I think if you find me, so I think if you find me on Instagram, it's it's underscore Steph O O H. Um, so that's where I'm gonna be posting all my updates and stuff like that. So like if I do make a YouTube channel, it's gonna be there. The link's gonna be there and stuff like that. Um, but yeah, so I'm definitely gonna still be hustling behind the scenes and all that. But I want y'all to see me still hustling and be like, hey, she's still around. Wow. Um, yeah. <laughs> Okay, That's exciting. That is really, really cool. I can't wait. Uh, I'm excited. I, I feel like you already have like a notebook full of ideas. I do. And uh, a lot of those are collabing with people still within the community. So um, I don't even know if this is a conversation to have, but Facebook is just in generally changing its algorithm. So like now we as companies and all that have to produce shows instead of videos for the feed, which is why your video is taking a while. Um, but... <laughs> So, like, things like that are happening. Um, so now these one-off videos are not going to be a thing. Or, like, at least on Facebook, they're not. So I still want to create them on my own and still, like, um, do videos with a lot of, like, Latinas and Latinos in our community here in L.A. Um, so even if it's just producing content for them on their platform, like, I'm okay with that. I just still want to be creating content yeah. for other people, myself, and still hustling because I need to make money still (laughs) so i still need to figure out that balance i'm not there yet so um future stuff needs to get ready um like future stuff already has it probably in her head and everything but right now i'm like all right what do i need to do for future stuff that's awesome yeah well i'm really excited for you i think you have everything that you need (sighs) to succeed um so we're gonna thank you for coming on and being like i hope it was helpful it was so helpful yeah helpful insightful we got to know you on a personal oh yes i think our (laughs) listeners are gonna now like maybe have a better understanding of like how they can create more engaging content for the audience or like if somebody's like uh in the early stages of becoming a content creator like i'm sure they have a lot of advice to learn from you yeah well i I know we're finishing off, but I just want to say, like, you don't need a lot to make to create content like you can create content on your phone like Patty is doing right now for her (laughs) vlog with a little tripod. Um, You just there's like twenty dollar like mics that you connect on your phone to like record sound like there's so much like we have so much technology. Like if you want to start your YouTube channel, if you want to start Instagram videos or whatever you want to do, like do it like it's. It's it seems hard at the beginning, but it's really not that hard. Even yeah. uh, Rachel from Viva La Bonita, all her stuff, like ninety percent of her stuff is shot with her iPhone. Yeah, me too. I just shoot all yeah. my stuff on my iPhone, and like it's just a matter of you getting to know your subject. Yeah, whatever it is, whatever you're trying to create. Yeah. So yeah, that's awesome. iPhones are uh, magical. Um, they shoot four K, which is really high definition. So my iPhone ha- does that. So guess what I'm gonna be using to record. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so we're cl- we're wrapping things up now, and we're gonna close off with our question that we ask all our guests. Mm. Yeah. So Steph, who is your hefa crush that you look up to that oh you admire? Oh my god. Hefa. It doesn't have to be Latina. No. no. Okay. Well, y'all already heard her name, Ava DuVernay. <laughs> and Issa Rae are my hefa crushes right now. Mm-hmm. Like Issa Rae more because she's so active on Instagram and just makes you feel like her, you're her friend. Yeah. And she's over here creating like a bomb ass TV show, and then she's over here snapping like, like Migos on stage and shit. <laughs> like I don't know. Like I just feel like I'm her friend. So I just want to have that relationship, like with my people. Like if I ever have you know people who, my audience or whatever. Like I want to have that relationship where you feel like you're my friend. Like I don't. I'm only doing this for y'all, so it's like, you know, trying to think. Um, Ava DuVernay, because she's a fucking badass director, and I wish to be like her one day. Um, so yeah, they're my head fuck crushes. Good one. That was awesome. Well, thank you so much for coming. I feel like we could still talk for like another We can! Two hours we now. are! Totally <laughs> We're about to go get coffee right now on Cheese Mead. That was <laughs> such a good conversation so yeah. thank you so much Steph oh, and can we, love we have you. you on again like in the future hell yeah <laughs> when I'm more put together like oh I'm already no, doing my thing on my own idea. <laughs> I would love to because it's such a transition that you're going through yeah. we would love to kind of do pre and like pose or, I don't know we'll figure it out yeah man. but thank you again so much for coming and 
Thank you everyone for listening with us. And if you have any um, any suggestions for guests or if you would like any particular topics covered, please be sure to DM us. We are at Las Jefas Radio on Instagram, also on SoundCloud, iTunes, and maybe a YouTube channel. I'm not sure, but Patty's going to have TBD. a YouTube. <laughs> to be determined. Thank you guys all again for listening. Have a great day, night, week, whatever. Bye. 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 Bye.